I am Adriano Lotito from Malambicocca University and my contribution focuses on the uh, Tranductau's work Phenomenology and Dialectical Materialism published in 1951 and that was fundamental to the post-war French thought having influenced many thinkers such as Lyotard Derrida and Althusser, and representing the first systematic attempt to synthesize phenomenology and Marxism. Tao wanted to show that phenomenology, by virtue of its immanent contradictions, required a materialistic sublation. The first part of his work explains this contradictory dialectic of Husserlian phenomenology marked by the three moments of objective idealism, subjective idealism and the discovery of life world. The second part positively carries out the sublation, redefining the analysis of a phenomenology in a dialectic of nature and history inspired by Marx and Engels. Tao pointed that phenomenological enterprise had revealed an ontological need since its inception. The first volume of logical investigations aimed to overcome psychologism, restoring the sense of being as objective truths captured in eidetic intuition. However, defining the eidos as a pure ideality meant locking it up in the region of the pure possibility, while the original aim was to refer to the possibility of the real. So Husserlian logicism, by virtue of uh, its immanent difficulties, implied the necessity of a dialectical overcoming towards a return to reality. This point underlay the thematization of an operating subject, namely the original correlation between subject and object and the reformulation of the intentionality, what emerged in the second volume of Logical Investigations. The next step, which Tao highlighted, is to thematize concrete consciousness, and this task entailed the necessity of epoche and the reduction. The reference is the first volume of ideas. The post-reduction subject is identified in an Heraclitian flux of lived experience within which objects are constituted in their immediately evident givenness. In this flow of particular cogitations, the universal meaning of judgment is intended in the actuality of the experience. But how is this transcendence constituted in the immanence of the Heraclitian flux? Husserl's answer was a, th a synthesis of identification through which the thing appears in a series of silhouettes. The world is the ideal correlated of this flow. 
In this way, according to Tao, the phenomenology risked falling into Kantian conceptions. It was necessary to conceive the constitution of the thing in radically new terms, safeguarding the objectivity of the world and spiritual values without falling back into dogmatic materialism. And this meant radicalizing the genetic motif and broadening the transcendental sphere to the constituted world and its real history, overcoming the ecological residue and reaching a new kind of naturalism. Before carrying out this passage, Tao focused on the third moment of the Husserlian phenomenological path, characterized by the genetic aspect. The idealities posited in the judgment take all their meaning from the act which constitutes them in the presence of the sensible. The identity of regional ontologies had to be led back to the overall movement of production. The transcendental sphere had to be extended to the constitutive history. Here, the references are formal and transcendental logic, the fourth Cartesian meditation, and experience and judgment. Meaning is the product of a passive genesis that occurs in the naivete of an anonymous life in which the self is not conscious of its creative activity. This passive genesis as a latent horizon of meaning is nothing but the retention of a primordial act in which the meaning was created by the absolute evidence of an active genesis but which progressively became weaker and so fell finally into the unconscious. This primordial act is always functional in the actuality of intentional life as a historical a priori. The return to the origin is understood as the infiltration of the possibilities of a pre-established meaning within a sedimented history. Historicizing the ecological dimension means opening it to the dialectic of real experience as a movement by which the intelligible is engendered from the sensible. The truths of logical ideality is founded on the movement of antipredicative experience. It implies a conscious grasp in which the passively preconstituted significations are explicated in the real sensible work that unfolds in the life world. This is the task pursued in the last stage of Husserlian phenomenology, in which phenomenology was defined as a ontology of life world. However, the contradiction immanent in phenomenology, according to Tao, at this stage was revealed. 
the genesis of antipredicative experience was posited on a ground incompatible with the philosophical framework on which it had been conceived. It was a matter of considering the real content of development of the animal or even the infant. This task implied a radical transcendence of the properly phenomenological horizon of lived analysis. It was no longer a matter of setting aside the world in order to return to consciousness, but rather of understanding the real movement by which nature becomes human. This movement of elevation of the sensible to the intelligible takes place in the biological development and in the history of the human work. This practical foundation of truths was presaged by Husserl. Tao referred to a famous passage of the origin of geometry in which Husserl sought to found the geometry truths on human praxis. According to Tao, this need was frustrated by the persistence of a subjectivist prejudice that led Husserl to an absolute pragmatism capable of reducing any value to a technical convention. Husserl pointed that science is only a garment of ideas thrown over the world and that the trader in the market has his market truths. On the one hand, the return to the constituting led him to denying the reality of the world. On the other hand, the genetic tension that pressed to relocate consciousness and idealities in the world led to a total skepticism. Failing to emancipate himself from the jail of conscious interiority, but at the same time wanting to return to things themselves, Husserl was so able to think of the givens only in the manner of a sensualistic relativism. The key to the solution proposed by Tao was the revision of the constituting subjectivity identifying it as the real movement through which nature becomes conscious of itself in the biological development and human history in the light of a Marxist perspective. The object is considered in the process of its practical subjectivization. Thus, phenomenology suppresses itself by realizing itself in dialectical materialism and comes to recognize the conditions of objectivity. Transcendental subject is nature itself becoming history, becoming subject. Tao focused on this movement in the second part of his work devoted to the dialectic of behavior. This dialectic became the interactive field 
in which the phenomenological riddle of transcendence is, is supposed to be solved. It is in the history of behavior as a set of sketched and repressed projects in the encounter clash with the world that the living organism, from being an object between objects, becomes a conscious subject capable of articulating an intentional relation with the object. It implies a time lag, a decalage, whereby the subject has no immediate consciousness of his action. Behavior is determined by external reality, and consciousness raises only later, mastering the previously established levels. Thus, the series uh, of real acts corresponds to the phenomenological series of lived contents, but only with this dialectical time lag by which each behavioral pattern becomes conscious only once sublated by the following one, and this again escapes to consciousness. This notion of process clearly retrieves the Hegelian Aufhebung, the structure of real behavior at the preceding stage defines the intentional content of the lived act at the stage that follows. According to Benoit, what makes intentionality possible in Tranductao is, is the difference, the fact of not doing, of suspending and transforming what was a reality into meaning. Consciousness is the movement of deferred behavior. The behavior, considered as a repressed practical possibility, becomes self-conscious. At the same time, also the object towards which the specific behavior is directed is internalized and takes on an intended meaning. Noema corresponds to the target of repressed behavior, while noesi is behavior itself, insofar as it is reflected as such in its inhibition. In this dialectic concerning the evolutionary development of the animal and the ontogenesis of the infant, subjectivity is constituted. Tao preserved the results of the concrete analysis developed by Husserl, in particular in the second volume of Ideas, sublating them in the materialistic framework. Phenomenology proposed a very precise analysis of the moments th that constitute the thing. According to Tao, these are nothing but the abstract expression on the plane of lived experience of the real development of living organisms. We can see the real series of behavioral acts, attraction and repulsion, contra contraction, reflex displacement, locomotion, apprehension, detour manipulation, intermediary, instrument, tool, language. 
and the intentional series of lived meanings, impression, sensation, sensorial field, object phantom, real object, real relation, image, representation, concept. The sense of exteriority that defines the perception of the phantom is constituted in a movement of locomotion that is outlined and immediately repressed, by which I ideally reach the external object. Yet, the form of locomotion characterizes the real behavior of the stage that immediately precedes the stage of apprehension. It appears in the animal series with horns and in the development of the child in the second month when the infant begins to put his thumb in his mouth. On the plane of consciousness, the act of locomotion corresponds to lived orientations in the sensorial field that appear within the phenomenological series immediately before the perception of the phantom. Thus, on the condition of taking into account a systematic time lag, it is possible to make the phenomenological series and the real series coincide in a strict manner, since the intentional forms of each stage are identified with the real forms of the preceding stage. So, the first semblance of an object is formed with apprehension, but it is still a phantom object, of which I have consciousness only in the immediate actuality of movement. It is with the acts of detour and manipulation, taking the form of inhibited acts of apprehension, that the sense of the thing is constituted in its substantiality as a permanent object. Then, the subject-object real relation is revealed in its meaning with the use of the intermediary and the instrument, as image of the ideal relation that mediates the apprehension of the coveted object. But the instrument appears in its intrinsic efficacy like an ideal power acquired as a stable possession only with the employment of the tool. At this stage, nature becomes history. Indeed, the use of the tool implies the establishment of social sentiment and intersubjectivity, making it necessary to have forms of organization and education. There is precisely at this moment the emergence of language as a sketched and repressed act. The human ancestor did not say what he thought because he thought it, but thought it because he said it, and he said it because he stopped doing it. So, if it is action that determines lived experience, then lived experience, in its turn, prolongs and supports action 
by its repeated outlines. Once progress has been achieved by the dialectic of behavior, consciousness directs action, even though the real form of action escapes it. So, consciousness directs behavior, but does not determine it. However, with the appearance of productive activity and its reflection in the symbolism of language, a reversal occurs in which behavior seems to come under the control of consciousness. It appears as a passage to freedom. The object becomes universal as a use value available to everyone, and the human being emerges from his own singularity to access to a sphere of intersubjective appropriation. But this process unfolds in a contradictory form that involves subjects in a set of human relations whose real structure escapes once again their consciousness. Indeed, as long as the social revolution has not integrated all the producers into the unity of a common task, the conflict between the various unities of production implies private appropriation and imposes a universal behavior of hoarding. Tao described the complex dialectic of social forms, from tribal communities to mature capitalism, in which work is affirmed in its reified form and the object from being available use, uh, available use value, appears a sensible, suprasensible commodity. And it is in the contradictions of capital that the exploited class can practice that movement of reappropriation which can suppress private property, leading to the establishment of a universal community based on a full self-understanding and self-determination. So, the classical conundrum of a phenomenology uh, related to the relationship between transcendence and immanence, between real object and intentional object, is uh, supposed to be solved uh, through the thematization of reality as a process of ideal appropriation of the object by an emerging intersubjectivity within the object itself. Intentional meanings derive from the symbolic transposition of productive operations into a system of intentional operations through which an intersubjectivity ideally appropriates the world by reproducing it in consciousness. This process is governed by an extremely narrow and necessary teleology that presupposes a subject writ large, a sort of theodicy that starts from the protozoa and reaches communism. The end at which we arrive may seem at first nothing but a pseudo-phenomenological reproposition of the Engelsian diamond. However, beyond that which undoubtedly constitutes the weakest aspect of Tao's work, um, 
It appears to me that at least two remarkable elements can be highlighted. The first one is the first naturalization of a phenomenology. The analysis of Husserlian phenomenology are redefined, enhancing their descriptive use towards a science of life and mind that rejects a mechanistic approach, theorizing, according to Benoit, such an emergentism. On the one hand, the description of the experience should be detached from the idealistic frame and integrated into scientific context. On the other hand, science should abandon a reductionist perspective recognizing the complexity of reality in its different levels. The second remarkable point in uh, my opinion is the reshaping of the transcendental. According to Ferron, in Tranductao the contribution of a phenomenology is not limited only to the integration in a materialistic horizon of the results of Husserl's analysis, but consists in the classical decisive gesture that brings back the given as it appears in the natural attitude to the constituting process. This constituting uh, dimension was no longer identified as a consciousness, but as the interaction in which consciousness itself is engendered. The ground is the structure of bio-historical social interactions which articulate the bodily social intersubjectivity in its relationship with its world. So, the transcendental is empirical too. The constituting is always a constituted. This historical a priori can be thematized and renegotiated over the course of long-term processes of transformation implicating a peculiar intertwining of passivity and activity. This claim for a reform of the transcendental beyond any idealistic subject-object dichotomy places Tranductao at the height of the French and European thought of his time and of the need of rethinking philosophy in the post-idealistic transition. Even just these two elements, excluding the reproposition of an anachronistic essentialist teleology, make Tranductao's work worthy of being rediscovered and discussed in the contemporary philosophical debate. Thank you.